Welcome to PQ Doc on Call, a podcast for current and aspiring intensivists. Our first episode is dedicated to anaphylaxis. Let's start with our patient case. We have a four-year-old who was admitted to the pediatric ICU. He was just started on TPN when he suddenly developed dyspnea, wheezing, strider, and urticaria. On vital signs, he was tachycardic, hypotensive, and his sats were dropping right in front of us. Now that we've got that reference case, let's get into some of the details. So what is anaphylaxis? It's defined as an acute life-threatening systemic allergic reaction that can lead to death from two things, airway obstruction or cardiovascular collapse. In anaphylaxis, you have skin, mucosal, respiratory, cardiovascular, GI, and neurosymptoms. These all develop within an hour of exposure to the antigen. So now that we've talked about the antigen, what triggers this reaction? Several things. We mainly think of allergens such as food, meds, and venom from insect bites, but we also have biologics and immunotherapy that can trigger anaphylaxis, as well as radio contrast media. Getting more into this cellular level, the pathophys starts with an IgE-mediated allergic response, which then leads to mast cell and basophil activation which ultimately ends with distributive shock, which includes low cardiac output and low systemic vascular vascular resistance, as well as high pulmonary vascular resistance. So how do we handle an anaphylactic reaction? Well, central to acute management is airway, circulation, and breathing management, in addition to epinephrine administration as soon as possible. Importantly, the dosing of epi is different than that in code dose epi. So 0.15 milligrams is given to children that are less than 30 kilograms, while 0.3 milligrams is given if the child's over 30 kg. And you repeat this every five to 15 minutes until the symptoms have resolved and the patient is stabilized. You want to watch out for things like hypotension and lower airway obstruction, which are possible complications of the anaphylaxis. And these can be managed with ongoing fluids and then nebulized albuterol, respectively. Um, And then there are also several adjunctive therapies that can be used that actually target the pathophysiology of anaphylaxis that Karen previously mentioned. So histamine blockers and steroids can be used to target mast cell activation and immune system overactivation. So for post-anaphylaxis care, we want to focus on observation of the patient, which is dependent on how severe the reaction was, um, typically between 10 to 24 hours. You want to look out for a biphasic reaction, which occurs in about a quarter of cases and is not predicted by the severity of symptoms. There are several risk factors, though, for biphasic reactions, including history of severe asthma, the allergens that were ingested, more than one dose of epi required, pharyngeal edema, and prolonged symptoms. And then at discharge, you want to make sure to provide two prescriptions for epi, education for the patient and family, and a medical alert bracelet for the patient to wear. Our podcast was dedicated today on anaphylaxis. To summarize, remember that anaphylaxis is a multi-system pathology. In your history, note the triggers. Remember that the pathophysiology is related to a type 1 hypersensitivity reaction, and your acute management should focus on airway breathing, circulation, as well as administration of epi. Watch out for your biphasic reaction, and make sure that the patient is well-equipped for home-going with adequate follow-up, as well as prescriptions for epinephrine. PICU Doc on Call was brought to you 
today in part by Karen Room, Becca Dreyer, and Emily Labuddy, medical students at Emory School of Medicine. My name is Rahul Demania. I'm a second year pediatric ICU fellow, and our mentor is Dr. Pradeep Gamat. Thank you so much for tuning in.